This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to Max and Friends. If it's your first time joining us, where have you been? We have been here 13 years and counting. 13 years and counting. Tweet me, at Max Tucci. Instagram me, at Max Tucci. Be part of the show. Today is a continuation of last week's show, which is claim your shine and own it. What does it mean to claim your shine? And what does it mean to own it? Brain noise. Do you suffer from that? Are you a highly sensitive person? Are you, are you just like waiting and willing to unplug for just a moment? <laughs> well, here we are again on Max and Friends. Coming up in just a bit is my guest. She's back from last week, Kathy Spass, part two, because we needed it. There's so much to talk about. But before we get into the show, here's the deal. Saturday of last week. Let's back up to Friday night of last week. Clive Davis invites me to We Heart New York City. It was the big, huge concert in Central Park that he's been planning for months. It's been fun getting a backstage view uh, into what he was doing and planning for the show. So Friday night, we go to the Tavern on the Green. It's the pre-party. We have a great time. I'm kicking it and hanging it with Cynthia Arrivo. Y'all know how much I love Cynthia. So get her new album. My favorite song from it is Take the Whole Day Off. Do you want to take the whole day off? We're going to talk about that here on Max and Friends. And then on top of that, Earth, Wind, and Fire was there. And, of course, Barry Manilow was there. And, of course, Carlos Santana. And, of course, the maestro himself, the king, the legend, Clive Davis. We had an awesome, awesome time at Tavern in the Green. And then fast forward to the big concert in Central Park. Now, come in. Let me tell you what happened. There's been some controversy. Hollywood Reporter, with your lies. <laughs> For real. So here's what happened. Here's the truth. Yes, it did rain at the concert. Yes, the concert, which was aired on CNN that you all saw, was interrupted in the middle of Barry Manilow. Why? Because not the rain, but because the lightning. There were lightning strikes. And Hollywood Reporter said that a well-respected, I forgot the exact terminology of who they, who they referred to as the informant, who was staff from the backstage VIP tent reported that the tent was blowing away. Thousands of VIPs were there. There wasn't any food. No one knew what was happening. It was all a big mess. Lies, 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 and more lies. Here's the truth. I was there firsthand. Yes, it started raining. Yes, the lightning came. Yes, Barry Manilow interrupted right between. Finished it on CNN with Anderson Cooper. Here's the tea. We were like all backstage kicking it. I don't know who that person is that told anything to the Hollywood Reporter. I don't know what backstage they were at. We were kicking it on lounges, sofas, chairs. It was dry as a bone inside the tent. Staff was unbelievable. They were serving us everything you can imagine from lobster rolls to black and white cookies to everything in between hot dogs and sandwiches and oh my. And tequila, tequila, woo, tequila. Um, and I have to tell you, and I promise you this, it was probably one of the best backstages I've ever been to. This VIP tent was massive. It was great. Here's where they say the confusion kicked in. Producers were waiting for the rain to end, which means that weather's unpredictable. 
Who knew if it was going to end? But one thing is, Clive Davis does not go gentle into that good night. He wanted the show to go on. So we held on and held on, and the rain was happening. Then it stopped. Then there was word that it was going to go back on. Then there was word it wasn't. So I understand that that was somewhat of confusion. But all the guests were having a great time. They bring Clive out, and then the rest is history. It was not about being canceled. It was not chaotic as Hollywood Reporter reported it to be. It was an awesome experience. And there are rumors that a part two will happen because Bruce Springsteen and Patti Smith, they didn't go. Then uh, they didn't perform. Then um, Cynthia Erivo didn't perform. And there were so many artists that didn't perform. Elvis Costello didn't perform. So I'm like hoping for a part two. Seems like the concert is really bad. I put the cable in my laptop for better Wi-Fi, but still the same. Is there something I can do? You're fine. Um, yeah, I, the concert was completely not as bad as everyone thinks it was. So I'm just reading a note here as I'm carrying on on Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. So here's the deal. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe Hollywood Reporter. Read my tweet for more information at Max Tucci, and you'll see what I wrote there. So. We're going to unwind. We're going to unplug. We're going to claim our shine and we're going to own it. And one thing I know for sure, Clive Davis, shine on. Thank you so much for an amazing, incredible weekend. You are the defibrillator for New York. You gave New York its heartbeat back. And part two, I think is needed. So on that note, we're going to claim our shine. We're going to own it. You know, I love to claim my shine. You know, I own it. Y'all know too that I can be highly sensitive. And you all know from last week's show that we need to unplug and brain noise. What is brain noise? Well, welcome back, my guest, Kathy Spass, all the way from Belgium, bringing us the scoop and the tea. Welcome back, Kathy. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me again. I was still enjoying our chat last from last week, and I'm so happy to talk to you again. Likewise, there we had a good frequency, high vibrational conversation, conscious conversation, which we need more of. Um, you know, you just heard my rant about the Central Park concert. I don't know if in Belgium you heard about this big concert in Grand in Central Park, but it was it was the homecoming for New York. And everyone from Jennifer Hudson to LL Cool J, Andrea Bocelli, they all performed. It was amazing. And yeah. being in a room filled with artists, it's kind of like being in your office because you deal with artists and you deal with actors and creatives and highly sensitive people. And when you're in an arena, not even an arena, when you're in Central Park and there's a group of highly sensitive people and lightning strikes, the lightning shines a little bit brighter <laughs> than the highly sensitive people. And then the sensitivities kick in. Today's show, we must discuss being a highly sensitive person. What does it mean? We must discuss brain noise and how to ease it. We must discuss unplugging, and we must discuss a framework, as you mentioned in last week's show. Before we get into tonight's show, we're going to have music from our buddy Asher who is coming up in a bit. But before we talk about tonight's show, you from last week, if you all missed the show, you can catch it on all podcasting platforms because that's where we are now. Or you can go to latalkradio.com backslash max and you can find all the archives there. We discussed how you came from being... A, a jumper, a rider, horseback riding. And I've wanted to ask you the question, and we just got into the conversation. Did you ever think you were going to be in the position, I call you a life coach, but did you ever think you were going to be in this position sitting 
in front of creatives, helping them guide and navigate their lives. Was that ever part of your reality? No, that was never part of my reality because to be honest, when I was in my burnout, uh, there was actually the situation which I don't think I will ever forget, but I, I hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And um, my husband now, who was still my boyfriend back then, we were out for um, a hike with his family and his cousins were there and one of his cousins was studying to be a lawyer and you know it was i love talking to people who have a specific way to look at life so we're having a lovely conversation and at one point i don't know how he got there but at one point i said yeah but yeah you know yeah you can't trust people people are just awful and and i can't trust anyone and the guy looked at me and he's like, Kathy, what are you saying? I mean, that is dark, he said. And I thought I was a little bit shocked. I thought, oh my God, you know, that is not a healthy position to be in. And I think I have felt that way my entire life, but not that that strongly. But I have felt that this distrust is that how you can say it mm -hmm. that I wasn't really comfortable around people I always felt at home when I was with my horses or with the cats or with the dogs or mm. you know, at our horse yard and that was my safe place I could really be myself between the animals because there was no judgment and mm. even though I was a social kid and everything went well for me and I was smart enough and I was you know, fun to be around, I think. <laughs> but still, I had so many complications inside myself. Right. That I always felt like an alien. I, it, I always felt like I was a misfit, like I didn't belong here. And I, I remember... When you say here, what does here mean? Earth, earth. I just mean, in general. <laughs> yeah, in general. I just did not feel it. And it was like, I want to go home not knowing what home meant, but my house was not it, you know? And I, I think well, let me I, ask you this. So you weren't suicidal. Well, I had those thoughts, but I would never engage in them because I was so involved with my ponies and I could never leave my ponies. So no, there was still a, a very long stretch between so, the thoughts and doing something with it. What did you think disrupted your pattern and pathology that you are now like, in your in your own world, you've created this sanctuary with animals. I get it. My horse and I had a connection that no one else will ever understand. I was more connected with my horse than I am with some of my best friends. So I know you and I get that. Yeah. But there clearly was some disruption in your patterns and pathology of living. Do you know what it was? And for those who are listening, do you know what it was? Yeah, 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 I do. Because when I was stuck in my burnout, I hey. got... I, I got Ooh, wait, we need to pause there. Well, let's pause there for a minute. <laughs> when I was stuck in my burnout, listeners, how many of you right now are stuck in your burnout? Hashtag stuck in your burnout. Tweet me at Max Tucci and let me know why you think you're stuck there. So, Kathy, you were stuck in your burnout. Yeah, and for a long time, I didn't even know that I was in a burnout and I had been struggling for years. And especially the older I got and, and 
the more I was trying to do good and that I thought I was on the right path, the more I got, you know, slapped in the face and falling back down and that I noticed like, you know, something isn't working out for me. You know, I just can't seem to get it together and feel good about myself and feel positive. And yeah, it, it just, Do you it think you were depressed? No, no, I wasn't. Did you have anxiety or panic attacks? Well, I did have uh, palpitations, you know, when mm -hmm. you feel your heart beating yeah. and um, sometimes a little bit of hyperventilation, but not real anxiety attacks or panic attacks. That was never mm -hmm. really a thing that I had to deal yeah. with. Thank God, because... So, yeah, of course. I mean, listen, it happens. And I was in a phase last year where I was having them and I didn't know what to do. And so I contact BetterHelp, which is the best. You know, it's an online um, service with therapists. So if you're going through it, look, reach out to at BetterHelp or BetterHelp. But what pulled you up from your bootstraps? Out of your, <laughs> out of your stuck in your burnout? What pulled you up? Yeah, because at one point you've hit rock bottom and you feel and everyone's rock bottom can be something completely different uh -huh. but i had to you know in my case there was some bullying at my work and i had i had i never thought that i would be would be you know uh, how would you say that recipient for yeah, bullying? bullying or being yeah, bullied because being bullied. i was always a strong person with a big mouth and you know i knew what i wanted and i was a fighter so i never thought that would happen to me but then after four months that was really hard and then i felt like i everything got stripped down from me mm -hmm. it felt like um there was nothing left you know my entire confidence got was taken away from me and i felt like the things that you know two months before i was receiving a ton of compliments about how good i was doing my job and you know i had worked really hard there to to get where i was and you know i'm a striver i'm a i'm a driven person i'm passionate so when i do something i'm all invested mm -hmm. and i went for it you know i worked really hard and then that bullying started and after four months i just I just had someone show me that there was no way out there and that nothing was going to change so that I had to extract myself from that situation. Uh -huh. I did. But then, like I said, I got stripped from all my, I have, I never thought that I had good qualities, but I did have my proud in my work. Uh -huh. No, I was so driven. So I, I got a lot of fuel out of that. Mm. Got a lot of confirmation out of that. But then when even that was taken away from me, you are naked, you know? Mm. And vulnerable. Surrender. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Surrender. That's, that's the Surrender. one. But what I find, you know, who, I know there's so many of you listening tonight who are going through what Kathy is going through. You've gone through it or you're going through it. But Kathy... If you had the opportunity and chance, which you do right now, what would you tell your bullies? I would say thank you. Thank you. Because it was hard. And, I, you know, you won't be my best friends. But I am <laughs> grateful. Um, because you've given me the biggest gift of all. And that was the time and the need for me to really 
go inside, do the inner work, step up my game. And that was where my turning point happened Mm -hmm. completely. Yeah. No, they say no experience is ever wasted. And I'm a true believer in that. You know, growing up, I I really wasn't bullied. I was bullied once. And my best friend, Rocco, who we're still best friends today, however, 30 something years later, Someone like started with me and Rock was like, don't mess with him. His family's the mafia, which they're not. But he put the fear into so many people that they were like, oh, we better, you know. So I had this like hedge of protection because of a friend, you know, which really made the the struggle less um, less impactful. And I have to say the bullying that I received in school was not from the students, but rather from the headmaster and some of the other teachers. And so for me, it was always um, a good challenge, you know, to still remain who I am, be authentic to who I am, even as a child, be authentic, beat to the tune of my own drum, be the Pied Piper and not the follower, and have the courage to be disliked despite authority, teachers, you know, trying to dim my light. So I claimed my shine at a young age and I owned it. You know, I was born with a shine and I still own it. 42 years later, I'm owning my shine and I'm a highly sensitive person. So now here you are years later, you're in this field of life coaching. Are you happy where you are right now? I am so blessed. Yeah. I'm loving my life in every possible way. It's just, it's a, it's my family, my friends, my environment, my house, my my animals, my yeah, everything. It's just and especially the work, you know, because I can't do a job when it's not with my entire heart and soul that I'm invested in it. And I honestly that question was was right on it because I never thought that I would be someone working this close on this level with people because I had always been so invested with animals. And you didn't trust people. Let's call a thing a thing. (laughs) I had issues. (laughs) That's okay. You know, and that's an interesting word issues because people who say, you know, who are saying to themselves, I also have issues. What I know is that there's an answer for every problem for every issue, for every situation. You just have to tune in to yourself, to nature. And I promise you, the answer is already within you, but you need to unplug. And the brain noise, cut it out. So let's talk about it. Brain noise, define what brain noise is. We talked about it last week on Max and Friends with you. Brain noise is, finish the sentence. Yeah, it is when... You can't shut off that voice in your head. And the way that I like to work with my clients on this topic, like if you were my client and you would say like, you know, this has happened to me. And most of the time we have this entire story built up around it. And it's that story that's the brain noise. Because very often, like you said, Every experience is actually magic, is actually power, you know, is, is truth. And to me, I've, I've started seeing things like when I'm triggered with something someone says or does, that says something about my belief system. 
Mm. And that means that I can start working on my inner world because then I can change and shift that. Mm. Because everything else is just noise. Mm -hmm. Because if, you know, I can call person A and person B and I can say, you know what, you're a bitch. And person A can think, oh, you know what? She must have gotten out of bed with the wrong leg, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know what's up with her, but, you know, who cares? Let's continue the day. And person B might be already a little bit insecure, and she gets triggered, or he, and is feeling completely unconfident, insecure, thinking, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? And three weeks later, they're still thinking about the fact that you called them a bitch, and that, you know, why and how and what should I do? And because that's a little bit how our brain works, because we keep over and over and over thinking it. I don't know if you guys have the same expression as we do, but we have this expression saying, making a mosquito into an elephant. So uh. That means like something small happened and we're making a big thing out of it. And I always say, you know, that is invented for us because that is what yeah. we do sometimes. There's, there's a book that a friend of mine bought because I chair a lot of charity events when they were happening. And I mean, there's a great quote that says, no, nobody notices the shoes on the flower girl except for me. <laughs> so I'm like so detailed and focused and driven. And a friend, I get so agitated and aggravated when things aren't running smoothly. And a friend of mine gave me a book called Sophia. I love her. She gave me the book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Beautiful. So it's the same thing as the mosquito into the elephant, right? And it's like, nobody notices the shoes on the flower girl. But when you are that highly sensitive person and you do notice the shoes on the flower girl and you do make the mosquito into an elephant, how do you ease that vibration and that frequency and how do you bring it from a 10 to a five? Yeah, exactly. Because that is it. What you're saying here, this is the key. Because I remember years ago when I used to go to a therapist as a kid or in my 20s and, and you know, I needed help. And people just say, don't take, take it so personal or, you know, just let it go. And you know what? We needed Demi Lovato with her song, Let It Go, to help us understand what the fuck they mean. Because for sure, we want to let it go. And mm -hmm. we don't want to take everything personal. But that's a little bit how our brain is programmed. So we do need extra tools. And we do need to train our brain in a different way in order to, to be able to let it go. And to what not are some tools? What are some tools that our listeners can take with them into, into their lives, you know, so that they can claim their shine and own it? What are some tools? Yeah, I'll give two that are very practical. And I will always keep saying this is top sport. You know, this is not I'm going to tell you. And it's super easy. And you think, yeah, you know, for sure. But I, I trust me, in three days, your brain has tricked you in not doing it or in forgetting it. So that right. is why, yeah, that is why, honestly, we work for six months very close together. All right. So life so, class. We're doing a life class now. So all of our listeners, get your pens ready. 
Get your little fingers ready to text if you need to text or write what you need to write. Breakthrough right here on Max and Friends. Two things that are going to change your life right now. Kathy's yeah. class, what are they? And it's easy and everyone can do it. Start every morning, not evening, not lunchtime, morning. Get out of bed, sit up, or, or even if you do it in bed, and that's fine with me, but take three minutes, just three minutes to breathe. And then I mean conscious breathing. And the exercise is called the heart coherence. This is actually a scientific breathing exercise which will help your the hemispheres from your brain to find balance again so what you do is super simple you breathe in through your nose deep into your belly for five seconds you breathe out through your nose for five seconds in five out five in five out five and you do that for three minutes but your thoughts will kick in and you will be distracted and you will forget that you are breathing. That is what happens. That is natural. Be kind to yourself. Be conscious. Focus on the breathing. Just really train yourself to be gentle because you will say things to yourself like, oh, my God, this isn't working. And shit. Loser. <laughs> and I'm, I'm gone again. You see, I can't do this. And blah. No. And my, my little sentence for that is not this, you know, not this BS. Just focus gently, bring your attention back to your breath, to the air that is entering and leaving your body. And do that for three minutes. And that way you are bringing balance into your brain. You are making yourself a lot more how would you say it? The resilience. Such, yeah. The resilience is going to be a lot stronger during the day mm -hmm. because you've already started your day and you are sending such a powerful message to your subconscious by doing that in the morning, making yourself wow. a priority. Because mm. that is saying, I am important, you know? I am taking care of myself. Self-care Self -care is such a big thing. It's responsible. It is, you know, people are like, oh, you care for yourself. There's a responsibility to self-care. It is not a selfishness. It's a responsibility. Before we get into number two, I just want to stretch this a little further with breath because I've been doing breath work since I'm 13. And one way I know for distraction when thoughts come in, it's like traffic. You don't chase traffic. You don't chase cars. Don't chase the thoughts. Let them in, let them out. And there's a great, great technique Take your finger, breathe in, close, yeah, breathe out. Stay on this side, breathe in, yeah, close. I love breathe that out. one as well. Yeah. And when you, use, when you start using your body with your body and when you start getting in touch with your body and your body and your breath and you feel yourself in your breath, I promise you those thoughts that come in will be traffic that drive by. Number two, Kathy, what's your number two? <laughs> number two is actually what you've been doing in number one as well, because parking those thoughts, mm. when you say it so beautifully, they come in, just let them flow out. That is not always our natural thing to do. 
because you know we keep overthinking things so brain noise brain noise, brain brain noise. noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i like to compare it with a, a record player you mm -hmm. know and you've got these thoughts and just ask yourself this question is this serving me or mm -hmm. not simple yes or no if your thoughts are not serving you please park them put them on the side you don't have to push them away. You don't have to pretend like they're not there. It's fine. You know what? I, I see you. You know, I notice you. That's fine. I don't want to engage any further with you, though, because, you know, you're no fun. You're not helping me. You're not serving me. Actually, you're holding me back. So I'm putting you there on the parking lot where you can just stay, be fine, do your thing, and I'm not going to go at it. What you can do then is one of those two breathing exercises, for mm -hmm. example, come back into your body just for half a minute is fine or just a few times, but just to disconnect from the thoughts, come into your body and then start thinking about the record that you do want to hear play mm -hmm. in your mind. So what is it that you do want for yourself? What is the vision? How would you love to feel in that situation? that maybe you were thinking about, or maybe there's something else ahead of you or in front of you or happening in your world that makes you happy. Well, bring your thoughts to those places. I've had it once. I was in my car and I was driving and I had sold my, my, uh, the horse of my dreams, you know, let's just say it like that. And you said it so beautifully. It's such an intense connection that you can have with your horse. And for me, that was my entire world. And that was the first horse ever that I had. He was, was a highly sensitive horse as well. So we really felt each other and, and we really grew for the past years. And I was taking him to international shows and we were doing great. He was the first horse that I was actually getting great results with it as, again, you know, after all those years at that level. So I was so connected. I sold the horse because I wanted to continue my studies. I wanted to finish my degree. Um, and I knew that I had to do that. That's, you know, sometimes you have a feeling that you have to follow and you have to surrender. And that was really hard for me, but I am someone who can, stay true to that so i did and then after six months everything was going fine but after six months i was in my car driving and at one point it just came to me like oh i'm really missing my horse and i wanted to cry because i was really missing him and then i thought you know what i can't change this the horse is gone he is in an amazing place you know i do take care of that for sure he came to the u.s by the way so that was really funny but he's in a great place he's doing great so if i would just be feeling sad about it now is that serving me actually it's not mm -hmm. and if it's not serving me then why would i want to how would you say that in english wallow no yeah wallow wallow in sorrow wallow in sorrow and in sadness and oh poor me and 
that was a, a very conscious choice at that moment. And the moment I decided, you know what, it's not going to do anything for me to go in that again, yeah. to feel sad again. So at that point, there an amazing song came to the radio. So I just put the radio up and we were on fire again. The soundtrack so, of your life. Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack of your life. We're going to play a song here right now because I know that music is a high vibration. It changes the whole atmosphere. This song is for one of my best friends. You all know Asher is from Menudo. And you all know Asher is because he's here on Max and Friends often. And we talk about so many one other things. We did a three-part series with him on what is God and is God real and does God exist? And all of that conversation. So if you want to catch that, catch that there. But right now, stay here with us right now. We're going to play Most Beautiful Light by Asher is on Max and Friends. And when we're back, Kathy's going to join us. Yes, you are the 
This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. That was Astro's Most Beautiful Light. And then the little theme song is Monroe King. Kathy Spass is my guest. We're talking about owning your shine and claiming your shine and owning it. And we were just talking about, of course, brain noise, boundaries, framework, all the work we have to do. All the work we have to do. We've got a couple minutes, the illusion of time, because I've got to do a message at the end of the show. But, Kathy, in the essence of doing the work and being the most beautiful light, like Ash just said, what is it we can do right now? We've already gave two really great examples for the morning, morning rituals, the breath. And I had a note here to say that for those of you who are listening and didn't see the video, which is the new video, so check us out on the LA Talk Radio homepage for the video. Um, for the breath technique, it's you close your nostril. If you close your right nostril, you inhale through your left nostril. And then you close your left nostril and exhale through your right nostril and then inhale through your right nostril, closing your right nostril and exhaling through your left nostril. That's the description of what we were doing on air. Descriptive narrative, just in case you, for the, in case you can't see, which is also a reality for some people, you heard and now you know. Okay, so breath, parking thoughts. I've got so many notes here. Oh my goodness, the work. Why should we start the work? Because if you don't do the inner work, your outer world will kick your ass. <laughs> It'll show you. Drop the mic. Show's over. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me on Max and Friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's really simple because your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. And I'm, I'm a big believer of that, you know, everything is energy. That's just plain metaphysics. That's. You know, that's just science. You know, we don't need to believe in God or a universe. We can, because to me, it's the same thing. But if you know that everything is energy and we as people, we consist for 99.99999 percentage of energy and only 0 0.00001 of physic matter, 
then you know that you know you attract your own vibration so if if you are not digging what you're attracting and what is sh yeah showing up in your reality then you need to have a look inside because that is saying something about your inner world i'll give just a short example because when i just you know i'm pregnant for the second time now and when i just got pregnant now this time i got a big struggle with my body because after the birth of my son i i struggled physically you know mentally and emotionally i was on fire but physically i was really being held back and when you are a driven passionate person that is not easy to deal with so i had to reinvent myself in a million other ways again being um a woman and a mother but also being someone who was very low in energy and who wasn't feeling good in her own skin and then i did that you know after after reinventing myself i was feeling great again i got pregnant for the second time but then that energy got stripped away again and i was feeling so bad and very very fast i got a lot bigger again not feeling great in my own skin so my inner story was not being very kind that was not a beautiful story and that started showing in my reality because once of a sudden i had these people who were being mean to me like something mm. that the past years you know since i've had my turning point my environment is amazing you know i have great relationships i have beautiful family i have friends who support me mm -hmm. which i did not feel before but when i shifted the relationships that were super hard to me became the best relationships ever mm -hmm. i have yeah and you know what i love to say i always say make shift happen yeah <laughs> make shift happen and it's true every for every action there's a reaction Every exactly. thought, there's a there's a thought and we are the creators of a reality and if right now in this moment you're creating a life that's shitty for you you also have the capability to create the life that is magical for you the exactly. life where you can claim your shine and own it kathy how can our friends follow you well instagram is really easy just kathy's pass the name is there just uh, have a look I share a lot of insights. I share a lot of uh, tips, tricks, motivation, and it, the same for the website, you know, um, go check it out. You can see what HSP is and there's plenty of tips and tricks over there. And you can see if you want to reach out to have a chat, if you are ready to take those steps, because let's be honest, doing the inner work is so much easier than staying stuck in a place where you don't want to be. So to me, it's really easy. Your outer world reflects your inner world. And it's it's just making that decision that you're not going to be the victim and that you are going to take responsibility for it. Yeah. And to be honest, that feels a lot easier and lighter. You say it perfect right there. Yeah. You can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. And that is what I what I used to do. I was stuck in the past yeah. and I could not get out of it. I did not know how until I got these tools and I got to do this inner work. And this is so much easier mm -hmm. than the heavy burden of having to re 
read and rewrite your past yeah. all the time over and over again. Absolutely. Well, the illusion of time is upon us, my friend. I thank you for joining us the last two weeks for this two-part session of Claiming Your Shine and Owning thank It. You. It was it, a lot of fun. Lots of fun. And of course, you know, we've got scheduling here, but we will, I shifted things around this week to get you here because we needed a part two. That's the power of being 13 years on air. But with that said, we'll have you back in the near future. We'll continue the conversation. We'll bring some of my other Max Motivators on and we'll have a group conversation cool. to really raise the vibration and get different points of view because that's what we all need. But yet with all the same tone that together we rise. What do you want people to take with them into this week, Kathy? Or into this moment? Into this moment that you are perfect the way you are. The light is already there. And all it wants you to do is to see it and to start nurturing it and feeding it. And that is what you do with shifting your thoughts. So be gentle, be kind to yourself and park that shit out of it if it's not serving you. And be loving to yourself because the more you love, the more love will show up. Mm -hmm. So that is what I would love for you to. Beautiful. You know, like our friend RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> so, Kathy, thank you for so much for joining me here on Max and Friends. For all of you who are listening here on LA Talk Radio, remember you can catch us on all podcasting platforms from iHeartRadio to Pandora to wherever you find your favorite podcast which I hope is Max and Friends. So, Kathy, thank you so much. Give Belgium a big hug for me. Will do. Thank you. Thank you. Until thank next you. time, be well. Bye. All right, guys. I love you all for tuning in. Here's what I had to say. So I have some notes here, but I was so eager to get into the show. And thank you, Asher, beautiful music. And Kathy Spas, thank you so much for joining me here on Max and Friends. Two-week special here. So here's the deal. I have to give some shout-outs. We did an awesome, awesome photo shoot at Hayfields in North Salem, New York. If you ever want a country drive and you live in the big city of New York, or you're just like in Connecticut, or you want to go for a ride somewhere and see something beautiful, go to Hayfields in North Salem, Rive NYC. Check out R-I-V-A-Y NYC. Best men's clothes. They gave me a bunch of clothes for the shoot. Let me tell you something. Hot as all fuck. Okay, so I'm going to go on their Instagram right now because I want you to see it and I want you to follow them and buy their clothes. R-I-V-A-Y-N-Y-C. Rive. Look, here we go. Rive, men's collection. The hottest thing. You've got to own their clothes. You've got to be in it to win it. And um, yeah, so who else? Hayfields and Rive. Amy, thank you so much for um, hooking me up with the photo shoot. I appreciate it. And to my editor, Caitlin, she took the train up from the city, came here to the country to meet me. We took out the 110 right-hand drive. We went for a ride through the woods to grandmother's house. We go by the river and we went to a fabulous lunch at Farmer and the Fish. Talking about my first book. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good one. The Monaco Way. Rizzoli's publishing it. I'm grateful. I'm happy. And we plotted a second book. All I can say is it ends it. I won't tell you more until next time. I love you for tuning in. And here's what I want to tell you. I see you. I hear you. You matter. And I love you. And thanks for tuning in to Max and Friends. Until next time, remember to take life to the max. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Good night and good karma. Or good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hey,